I want to talk to you guys today about a couple of things that we know, like faith and potential. You know, what is potential? And, and, and I know there's something that the pastor has spoken, I believe Mr. Mickey has spoken, and we've been spoke, spoken about it or taught on it so much that we forgot. You were all over my message today, and I, and I love that because that's just confirmation what the God wants to release. You know, we sing songs, and you know, Lord, what you have done, and, and it's so easy to get so excited and jump up in his presence, and yes, I'm free, you know. But once we walk out here and we're walking to the train or in our car by ourselves and we're home, we get slapped with the memories of the foolishness of, of the struggles that we're going through. You know, we are believers. And the Bible says that if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we are free. Amen. But we're walking around like we're slaves. The majority of us are going through depression, you know, divorce, suicide, bankruptcy. What's the difference between us and the world? I understand that in the world. They're being guided by the prince of, of lies. But we have the hope of glory within us. He paid a price. Let me tell you something. People may say you're cheap. People may say you're nobody. But the king of kings, the Lord of lords, sent his holy son to pay the price for you. I don't think you're cheap. He gave his all for us. So I guess we must be more than what people say we are. Potential. What is potential? It is something that you have not yet achieved. You know what's the enemy of potential? Success. Because we succeed on something, then we get relaxed on it, and we don't strive for other things because we're comfortable where we're at. Oh, look what I have done. Some people go 20 years being successful in one area. Yeah, but, you know, in 1949, when I achieved, you know, and they walk around. I mean, we were in the men's retreat several years back, and this gentleman came back with one of the big diamond rings of the, I think it was the, I remember what team it was, World Series. And I said, oh, nice, 1969. Yeah, but what you done lately? Yeah. That was cool in 1969. And he was putting down my Yankees, and I said, hey, Yankees uh, have several of those, you know. But I'm saying, so what do we hold on to? What do we hold on to? What is your success? What is your hindrance from causing you to, or that's causing you from releasing who God says you are and the gifts that are in you? In the beginning, it's not going to throw things in you that I know you know, but I know you forgot. It says, it says in the book of John, John 1 to 4, that in the beginning was the word, why? And the words were with God, and the word was God. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. Before that, there was nothing. God stood in the corner of nowhere, looked across, and says, Come forth. He spoke to nothing to create something. And out of that something, he created, out of that something, it became the source of other things he called forth. Trees, he called it forth from the ground. Animals, he called it from the ground. Fishes, he called it from the sea. And everything that he called it from became the source 
of the thing he called forth. Fish out of the water would die. The source of the energy or the life sense of the fish is the water. It must be in the water. Tree must be planted in the soil. Take the tree out of the soil, it begins to die. That is his source. But when he thought of you, he didn't think of nothing. He called upon himself. And out of himself, he poured man. And then he says that it let us make man in our likeness means we operate as he does. So if I just told you that the fish life source and is being sustained by the water, then my life source is the presence of the almighty king. And since he is my source, whatever I can do depends on my relationship through him. So look, John uh, 15, 7, if my word abide in you, and you abide in me, then. That's a condition in walking with God. Many of us already read and digested many times and repented billions of times, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world, that's why we're here. Because we're hoping that one day, actually, one day the manifestation of my freedom it will manifest. But God says, the moment you identify me as your Lord and Savior, that very second you've been transformed from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the light. This is not the process. Instantly. Your spirit man has been delivered instantly. Your soul and your flesh goes to a process because he's fighting, he's fighting the, the, the process of your deliverance. Let me take a little further back. In the beginning, when, man create, when God created man, he created the spirit man. Then he created the body. And then the soul was composed of his, his, his thoughts, his experiences. Our thoughts and experiences and our flesh dictate to our spirit man since man fell. And one of us, since we have given our hearts to the Lord, our spirit man has been awakened, but still there's a struggle from within. Our soul, our emotions are still dictating our spirit man. That's why we can come here and speak and tell me the name of Jesus and slam the devil and tell that boy where to go. But once we go home, that boy is telling us. Because our emotions, our soul is still hasn't been put in check. Our flesh is still desiring and commanding and throwing tantrums if you don't give that cupcake. I'll use cupcake. It could be sex. It could be drugs. It could be whatever. But if you don't give that flesh what it desires at that moment, it's going to throw a tantrum on you. And nine times out of ten, we give it to it. And then we blame the devil. That boy is not even in the picture. It's us. So what is potential? You know, I read somewhere, make it Sunday, blew me away. That our intelligence doesn't come, our intelligence doesn't come from study. Our intelligence comes from discernment. And I went, whoa, 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 let me, let me, let me think about that for a minute. The Bible says study and it shall prove. So I guess we get Sunday. Yeah, but what we're studying? Are we studying the word of God or are we studying what the system of the world? You know what became, we became victims of education. We are striving and buying books. Well, now it's DVDs 
and, and, and going to hear other people's word on how we should feel, think, act, touch, instead of going back to our original source. Remember I tell you, the fish out of the water dies. As long as he maintains in that water, there's nothing the fish can do because he is in his ideal environment. But once man has been fell from sin, his ideal environment has been taken away from him. Relationship between him and the creator has been sh- shattered. But the son came and brought us back in. For those who have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, there should be a physical, spiritual, mental evidence of your freedom. Because now they might be connected. I do not depend on what's so much being preached from here because I'm too much depending on what's being preached from here. I don't need, hey, hey, listen, I, I love to go to hear men and women of God and have them in part of the Word of God. But my hope is not, oh, I hope he's bringing the Word of God. I just go to God. See, that's why we become victim of education. We are trying to educate ourselves so much. When God says, with Adam, he said he walked with him. He walked with Adam in the cool of the day, imparting upon him. Adam had no books. There were no CDs at the time. He had the source. The source that where he came from was imparting upon him. There's something called a relationship. We just finished telling you that in John 15, 7, it says, if my word abides in you and you abide in me, then. That means there's a condition. Revelation comes in. Don't you hear some people here sometimes, they speak or, or on TV, wherever you may get inspired, TDJs. TDJs is one of my uh, mentors. And, and I, just, I just love when he's getting into that screaming and stuff. But I love when he begins to teach. You know, I love the screaming and the exciting. I, it stirs something in me. But when he says, okay, I'm not going to get religious. I'm going to get into some teaching. I, oh, now you got me. Because he, he begins to impart upon my spirit, man. That's what Jesus, that's what God did to Adam. When he walked in the cooler, he imparted upon him. But that was shattered when, when we fell away. And, and I understand that. So, but now that we are believers in Jesus Christ, now that we are um, sound, sealed, delivered, Holy Ghost filled, why are we still struggling with it? Why? The devil ain't all that. You know, I seen the chess set picture with the devil and, and, and God playing like they're equal. They ain't equal. Anytime God wants it, it's over. Anytime he wants. I heard once a preacher from Texas say, man, Mickey, I'm terrible with names. I like to give people credit when they say things. Uh, but he'll come to me later. He said, God does not dismiss the devil because he won't bring himself no glory by doing it. So he decides to take man, who's a little lesser than, but is dependent upon to become greater. You want me to say that again? Okay. Us, me personally, I'm, not, no, I'm no match for the devil. I'm not. I'm the lesser. But if I'm depending upon the greater... He becomes no match for me. Then he brings himself glory. He said, because the devil laughed at us. And he says, yeah, that what you're laughing at is what I'm going to use to kick. 
And then we understand that. And we go, mm, that was good. And we get excited. And we write it down. And, and we walk down the block, quote and tell us, oh, boy, I'm going to kick him. I can do this. Because of but then he says something or does something that everything goes out the window. Remember, we're dealing with a very true, very, from beginning of time. And you know, he hasn't even changed none of his tactics. He uses the same thing, and we like so dummies, we keep falling for him. The same thing over and over, over. When we're going to learn? That devil, you don't understand, he was chasing me. He wasn't even there. <laughs> it, 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 it was you all along. It was you. God, truly, truly. That's why sometimes when I come here, I'm repenting. <laughs> if, if I pitched, painted a picture to you guys and I'm perfect, that picture is a lie. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I lose my temper sometimes. I got, got seven workers under me that sometimes I feel like, <laughs> but I'm human. But I know what I'm struggling today. Tomorrow I won't be struggling with There's a time and season when finance says, that don't play with me no more. If not, then I'm playing games. And I don't want to go to for God, and, but God, Lord, Savior, Master, King, you are my Lord. You are my healer. You are my provider. You are my everything. You are the essence of my life. He said, I never knew you. I don't want to go through that. But Lord, I, missed, I, I healed the sick. I spoke awesome words. I raised the dead. He said, I never knew you. So I'm not interested in looking good anymore. I'm interested in knowing that I'm giving my God all the glory and honor. Amen. So what is potential? Potential is something that you have not yet achieved. And what the enemy did, he put a cap on your potential. So not to allow you to achieve that what God called you to be. See, he's not so worried so much maybe if you make it to heaven, but he wants to make sure that you don't affect anybody else. By capping you, keeping you always in a vicious cycle, praising and down. Praising and down. Not sure if you're coming, not sure if you're going. Then we come here and we preach. Ah! You know, when Adam and Eve was in the garden and the Lucifer deceived them and they ate the apple, their eyes were open and they noticed they were naked and then they noticed the leaves and then they covered themselves with the leaves. Since that day, we have become experts in cover-ups. Expert cover-ups. Always trying to cover up. I can't let her know, no, because what I'm doing is so I got to pretend that I'm off. Let's be real with each other. Yeah, I'm struggling with this, you know, but I know I'm going to come in. Pray with me. That's too real for you, right? Mm-mm. We serve an awesome God. He, they just. <laughs> bad elbow. <laughs> Nate just finished going through all the neck in my head, right? Nate just finished. <laughs> 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 Nate just finished going through all the names of the Lord. Or, you know, he, he is our transformer. You know the transformer of the movie? He is our transformer. Whatever we need him to be for us, man. The king of kings, lord of lords, transforms for my need. Come on. (laughs) 
Do you understand what I'm telling you? And then, then you know, the enemy, you know, what he does, he uses our families, our friends, he uses surroundings, he, the situations in our lives, and he call, has your mama called you a bastard. <gasps> oh, you're no good. You'll be like your father. You're going to be like your mother. You'll never amount to anything. And whoever, whoever told you that worries don't hurt is a liar. Cut deeper than a stone. Because the, the stone, the knife, and the, and the wood might hit you, might bruise you, and after a couple of weeks, might go away. But words go in and penetrate for years. It stays planted in our subconscious. And every time we, think to, we try to achieve and, and strive, those thoughts come back. Oh, wait a minute, you're nobody, you're nothing. How are you trying? And I can tell you that because many years that I strived and bought materials and signed up for school and when I started going as I'm trying and pushing and pushing and, and trying to apply myself, what are you doing? You can't do this. You're a dummy. And I would walk out and quit. Ask my wife how many times I did that. And I would cry out and I would quote words to myself and I would rebuke the devil. All I need to do is just make a stand. See, it's not the devil that's hindering your potential. It's you. He uses our families and friends, our co-workers. He, be- he uses even the body of Christ, ministers against ministers. Cover up, cover up. Puff up upon each other. Who can speak the better? Who brings a greater revelation? <laughs> Who can sing higher? Who can do this? And God says, man, you're missing it. Because a team is only as good as each player. A pitcher can only throw the ball, but if he ain't got a good catcher and a good fielder, that pitcher is nothing. The preacher, the pastor, he's only as good as his leaders and congregation. So it is a team effort that overcomes the, the foolishness of this world. God 12, took 12 men and sent them a team, two by two. So there's no one island. I. I have come. I will do. I have arrived. But when you move that I, you will never be. What is potential? That that we always pass accuse of our brothers and never look upon ourselves. That devil. He tapped me off. He can. He knows. He knows if I get up there. That brother knows if I get that pulpit. He knows I'll shake the ground. It's the anointing. It's never you. <laughs> Another reason why we can't boast. Yeah. I'll take a sip first. What do I? Man, I had a lot of noise. I didn't even get to one of them yet. That's okay. I like putting myself in the, in the front, the spot on me. That way I'm going to put, oh, man, you know, Elder spoke about me. He, he put my business out there. If it's hitting you, good. Amen. If it hurts you, good. Amen. That means there's still hope. If it doesn't hurt you, then, there's a, then we got to lay hands on you and slap Amen. you a couple of times. You know? So if it, ah, he put, it's good. That means it hurts. That means that there's still hope. If I could do what I do whenever I feel like it and no... Uh, 
after effect of condemnation comes to my heart, then I'm deader than I think. I'm gone. I'm gone. <laughs> Revive the brother. He doesn't even know it. He's walking around dead. And he doesn't even know it. It's time that we stop being phony with each other. It's time that we stop blaming the devil for, not, for me failing to produce that what he called me to do. Amen. Potential. I got a whole world, 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 W-E-L-L, more pronounced, world of potential that I haven't even begun to tap in, and then I don't even know it's there. And the only way I'm going to ever know is if I tap myself back into my source, John 15, 7, if he abides in me and I abide in him, then, because then he begins to give me discernment of revelation. Remember uh, Manichae uh, 3.10? And I will open up the windows of heaven and pour out such blessings that you will not have enough room. He's not talking about finances. He's talking about wisdom. He's talking about revelation. In Deuteronomy 8, he says that God gives you the power to create wealth. He gives us everything we need as long as we stay tapped onto him. I don't... Excuse me, that education is great. I mean, it's also the Bible tells us, I'm not saying, that, but if education is your source, you will never achieve what God called you to be. Because 10 years of study may give me a master's degree in psychology, but five minutes in Jesus, Hallelujah. I'll be able to see what he's showing me about you, but I have to run to the book and, oh, yeah, he acted this way. That must be this. That might be this. That yeah. could be that. When God says, no, it's this. But if that's your calling, you should educate yourself to it, but it's not your source. That's right. Get the understanding of it. Oh, I see how it's supposed to operate, but then tap back into your source and know how you're supposed to operate. Because education is good. But discernment is greater. Amen. Discernment can have a brother walk in and go, ushers, get ready. Here comes one. Yeah. Anybody going, why? He's three-piece suit. We don't know. Yeah, get ready. I want him here right now. Discernment just showed me that he, that boy has got a, six, got a gun in his back pocket and he's thinking about killing himself if I don't give him the right word. Yeah. Ain't no book or education going to let me know that. But my source, my educator, my provider, my strength, Hallelujah. my teacher, my leader. In a blink of an eye, I can show me the path. So potential is great. Why? Because this is what God gave us, what he imparted upon us. So he don't call nothing for Mickey. He can't put a demand on Mickey if he never put it in. There's a wealth of, of potentials in there that she hasn't even tapped in yet. And we're going, oh, look what I achieved. And that's why we, I look at people and say, dude, uh, why do you rehearse? You've been at this for 25 years. You're the man of the man. And, and he says, what do you, well, I still study and still practice six, seven hours a day. And you're going like, but you achieved it. Yeah, there's always something to learn. Wow, okay. And that is great. But it can be your source. Take some of that time and spend it with your source. And I'm telling you, God will take your, re- your education and give it a revelation 
Badoosh. That you'll walk down the street and people will look at you and you will, and you will say words that will transform them. Remember, Pastor Donnie Apontes not too long ago testified here. For a year I've given up TV. And he said, ah, it wasn't easy. I remember passing by and looking at my kids, looking at the TV, then going to my room. But when he gave up TV, he, gave him, he said, committed himself to more time for the presence of the Holy Spirit. He went back to his teacher, his empower. He said, I don't want to just talk about him. Like, I want to become part of him. See, I don't, there's people that preach on stories, and they're good. They can take a book and read it, digest it, put it down, and give you the ABCs. He said, I don't want to know the ABCs. I want to know the author who wrote the ABCs. Because if I give you the ABCs of my education, it'll sound good. It'll sound intellect. But if I let the Holy Spirit take over, it'll bring a transformation in you. It'll go from head down to your spirit, round to your soul. It'll go directly where your pain is at and begin healing. It's time we start playing and becoming. We're entering a whole new generation and a whole new season. That's what we really want to say. A whole new season. We're going to get our own house of worship. Do you know what that means? We're going to become a permanent lighthouse. Do you know what that means? There's a demand upon us. See, God don't give you and then say, okay, you're not going to enjoy. No, God says, okay, you want it here. Now I want something back in return. I want that lighthouse to bring back in the lost. You know what a lighthouse does when it shines its light? You know what it does? It guides, guides the ships to safety and away from danger. So if we're going to become a lighthouse, that means our fullness has got to die. Well, that has to do with potential. Oh, everything. So I talk that we're full of potential. We're not full, okay? We're full of potential. And the enemy caps our potential by trying to, uh, using friends, family, by causing us to believe that we're nobody. Then again, the Bible says we are awesome and fearfully made. So I can't be no nobody and be awesome and fearfully made at the same time. Talk about confusion. Whose report you're going to believe? Think, you are an intelligent being created after the awesome I am. Gave you a brain. There's something actually between the two ears. It's called a brain. It's called a brain. Put the computer games down, shut the TV off, and pick up the word of God and watch the, <laughs> the imagination take place. Watch the revelations come in. Watch the understanding. You'll find yourself reading and all of a sudden, bang, that's what it meant. See, I remember when I first gave my heart to the Lord, I was hungry. And I would read things, and I didn't understand what I was reading. And I would, days would go by, me praying, Lord, what, you know, Lord, help me. Lord, I don't understand this. I don't understand it. You know, the book of James says, he who is simple acts. So I was being simple and asking. And I asked. And I asked. And I asked. And one day I was just fooling around with a bunch of guys. And, oh, walked away. And they went, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's what it means. He gave me the revelation because I kept nagging him. I needed the answer. The Lord help me, help me, Lord help me, help me. Well, I tried that three times already. It didn't work. I prayed. What was the last time? Well, the last time, I think it was last July 2003, was it? He never came. So I know you guys. When you guys want something physically, 
You know, you want a bigger raise, or you want that dress, or, or the guys, you want the toy, or the new cars and stuff. You will do whatever it takes. You will do overtime like there's no tomorrow to get what you want to do. Right? But when it comes to the Lord, we get lazy. We get lazy. We even make excuses. We even blame that poor sucker devil. You don't understand. I went to work. I was Holy Ghost filled. Walked in. The devil was waiting for me. If you're Holy Ghost full and all prayed up that money, that boy will be running from you. He won't be standing there waiting for you. See, let's, uh, uh, you know, uh, I need you to do something. Well, I don't sense the spirit. There's nothing to sense. God gave us wisdom to know what's right and what's wrong. Brother, you think you're going to make it Tuesday? Oh, the Lord's will it. Isn't it the Lord's will to, to, that, that we seek Him, that we worship Him, that we indulge ourselves in His presence? Like I said, we become master disguisers and cover up us. So now that, now, that we got, now that we got the potential and understand that we, there is nothing, nothing that I cannot do as long as I stay tapped into my God. Nothing. Nothing I can't do. That's what the Bible tells me. Nothing. Actually, I wrote that somewhere. Somewhere around here. Uh, in John 7, 38. Whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, streams of living water will flow. That wasn't it, but that's a good one anyway. That's in there. So we know that he came to cap. Jesus Christ came to deliver us and free us and also to remove the cap. But he not only do that, he came to start a fight. Satan came to destroy, but so did Jesus. He came to destroy the plans and the schemes of the enemy. So now that we have been saved, God is expecting an explosion to happen within us. An explosion. An explosion. Why? Because he's tired of seeing his children being played like a yo-yo. He wants an explosion for happening. See, in the natural, law is not made till someone dies. We need a light in the corner. The neighborhood... Put a petition. 5,000 names were put for the neighborhood. Nothing happens to the kid gets run over by the car. All of a sudden, there's a street light. Nothing happens to something tragic ha- happens. Well, something tragic happens. The children of the almighty king were misguided. Were being led to a place that they weren't created to go. So the Lord got tired and created an escape for us by sending his son. So now he's expecting an explosion to come from within us. And that's the verse I wanted to read, John, 15, John uh, 7, 38. In that explosion, there's going to be a river of water falling from, from, from within. And I just finished reading it in, in John 7, 30, 38. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture says, streams of living water will flow from within him. What that means? What that means? 
Is actual water going to come out? No, what that means? Revelation is going to come forth. Wisdom and understanding is going to come forth. Discernment is going to come forth. I'll be able to run around this church praising God, and, and the Lord will stop me right here and go, pray. I don't need to know details. Just pray. Father, I don't understand, but you are in the name of Jesus, and she'll fall out. Why? Because her need is being met, not by me, but her heavenly Father right now. See, when God created earth, he made laws that he will not himself break. So he needs you to partner with him that he may release his supernatural upon this world. He works through man. When God says, if you sin, there's death, he says, I can't do nothing. I gave my word. They sin, they must die. The law says, but he says, wait up, I got to find a way to protect my children even from my own law. He made a grace for us. And in that grace, we get so lazy, so comfortable that, you know, the, the preachers tell us, yo, just do what you do, but repent. <laughs> so you repented today, so repent again tomorrow. What, what's that? You've repented for the last 10 years? For the same thing? Where is the true revelation, true manifestation of the first repentance? And the devil has nothing to do with this. It's always me. But I, I, I'm anointed man. I'm a full of potentials. The word of God says I can't do. Yeah. But why am I doing what God says I can do? Because I'm faking it. I'm trying to trust in God, but not willing to, and being patient enough to let him do the process that we need to go through. Oh, what you trying to say? Well, I said, other that we're phony? That came out of your mouth. Yeah. One thing you know about me, I don't, I don't play games, right? You know, I'm straight, I'm honest, I'm not trying to sugarcoat you. I don't want to put a word that tickles your intellect and, oh, that sounded good, and, and you leave here all happy and joyful, and then you go back and nothing changed. I want to be straight and honest with you. If we continue the path we're going, <laughs> you ain't going to like our destiny. Straight. But I'm telling you, if we take this for real, if we really make a stand, there's nothing. We're in the Bible where they all got together and they said, you know what? Let's make a bridge. We're going to make a ladder into heaven. What am I talking about? Who? Yeah. Right? What did Jesus do? What did God do? Why? Why did he confuse their tongue? One, but because whatever they put their minds to, they will accomplish. Whatever you put your mind to, you're going to accomplish. God didn't stop or limit their potential to achieve what they were starting. He just broke confusion. He changed their language. He, they couldn't communicate with each other anymore. See, that's what the enemy's been doing to us. We all speak English and some are slightly Spanish, but we can't communicate. It's like a th- we're speaking foreign language to each other. We're all singing and praising God, but half of us don't like this side and half of this one falling asleep and don't like that side. But we're all singing for God. And God says, my people, if you will wake up, stand up, join and be one, there's nothing that you cannot accomplish. Twelve men agree and turn the world upside down. What do you think Calvary could do? That's why there's a house of worship being given to us. Not for us to have our comfort. And say, oh, we don't, we don't have to rush to leave. They can't take us out. This is ours. No. 
is to empty it and fill it with more lost souls. It's to empty it and, and, and bring it more brokenhearted. To release and heal the captives. But it can't happen if we're being phony with each other. You know why? They'll pick it up like that. Like that. So I'm not here to say, hey, what's your problem? Get it together. I'm here to say, let's put this boy in check. Because part of it is him. He is working among us. He is lying to us. He is trying to hinder us. Because he knows that one since a thousand, two, ten thousand. He's a ten times to, to the ten power. So three, a hundred thousand. One a thousand to the ten power. Ten thousand, a hundred thousand. There's more than four or five of us. It was a what? That means all of us together, being for real, we should be able to send millions of demons fleeing. We should be able to walk out there and begin to proclaim. And the demons in the neighborhood won't know what hit them. I went home one time from a prayer meeting in uh, my own neighborhood when I was in Brooklyn. And there was this pastor. Fellas, man, you know, where were you? And, and about five ladies. And they began to do a prayer walk. And then the corners, and three of the corners were drug dealers. And they began to pray. Torres, come here. And they began to pray. And there's a drug dealer here in the corner. I'm not saying you're a drug dealer. And they began to pray. And the pastor in front and all the ladies behind them. And they began to pray. And they, and they get into the corner. And they began to push. And they went, they went all, you know what the drug dealers did? You know what happened two weeks later? They weren't there. <laughs> nah, nah. When we put our minds together to do, achieve the physical stuff, we can do it. But when we put our minds together to do what God wants us to do, all heaven backs us up. And the impossible becomes possible. See, because in the, right, in, in, the, in, in the right mind, what person, what man is going to go with five ladies and go against drug leaders? In the right mind, are you kidding? They'll snuff us there. But when you're operating with the anointing, they have no choice but to move back. They say, we can't mess with them because we can see... That's one man with five ladies. What do you think a congregation can do in Soundview? What do you think you could do in your home with that son that ain't serving? With that daughter that ain't serving? With that father who's not being the right, uh, uh, the right sample onto the children? With that wife who's never there? What do you think you could do when you're standing and trusting on God. When you get a body of Christ, two or three brothers, brother, I'm going through something. I, my John, people come in. I, I need you to pray for me. And we're in an agreement. There's nothing we can't do. The impossible gets done. We begin to do the physical, the presentation, and God has to move in because His word says so. So that's potential. Then potential is great. But if it's not operated with faith. Because just knowing that I'm capable of achieving something. But not applying the principle that I need to overcome. I ain't going nowhere. And the Bible says that without faith it is impossible. Impossible to please God. 
But God says that we, if we stay abiding to him, that we will be able to do the impossibles. There's nothing that we could do. See, if I am who I really am, I should be able to walk into my, this is exposing me, that I'm not perfect, and I'm still struggling with a couple of things. I should put, and I put myself in check all the time, because after I see myself, well, what are you doing? I, I rebuke myself. Yo, dummy, what are you doing? You got to speak real to yourself. <laughs> I call myself stupid. Dummy, what are you doing? You know better than this. If you can't speak to yourself like that, you're in trouble. So I know that I should be walking into my job, a, a, a job that has been a miracle, a job that has been given a grace by God, a job that he opened the door and no one, and people tried to close but couldn't, a job that has been a blessing to my family. I should be able to walk in there and, and, and identify the demonic forces that's hindering people and acting dumb, and I should be able to put them in check. After a while, I should just walk in, they should flee. Don't mess with this one. But instead, I had a bad day. I didn't pray. My wife said, no. Leave me alone. Throw the garbage out. I went to work frustrated. I got home late. I'm walking into the job. Shut up. You know, I'm the boss. I can't say nothing to my wife. I said something to you. <laughs> we lose it. So, hey, am I perfect? No. Are you perfect? Don't lie to yourself. But even with our imperfection and his perfection, it's nothing you cannot do. It's nothing that you cannot accomplish. Nothing. So you, we're being educated with the word. We're, we're spending time in the relationship in his presence. He begins to show us things. And this is all great. But still, if we don't release it in faith, all we're doing is being fat in the spirit and never achieving nothing. You ever seen those people when you go through correction, they quote the word, bah, 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 bah. Quote, so, when you're going to manifest it. I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> when you're going to manifest it. I'm talking about me. That way nobody can offend. If it hits you, that's between you and God. I'm, pu- I'm putting myself in check. I'm putting myself down. So when are you going to... I'm so, I, I talk to myself like that. My wife looks at me sometimes. Honey, who are you talking to? Me. <laughs> I come out with some good things sometimes. Listen. <laughs> if you can con yourself, you're in trouble. <laughs> if you con yourself, you're in big trouble. So, <laughs> so I talk honestly to myself. I said, let me put it on. Who am I trying to impress? Come on, let's be for real. Who am I trying to impress me? If Mickey thinks I'm the man, man, but God says, depart from me. What did I gain? You know what I'm saying? So be real with yourself. Be honest with your emotions. Sometimes I ask my wife and I say things to her and she goes, why are you asking? Because I'm sharing something. I'm going to expose something to you. I'm struggling with this and I don't know how to deal with it. I want, and I don't want to hide it from you. This is what I'm going through. And she looks at me. But it makes us closer. That's right. Amen. That way if someone tries to accuse me, she knows about it. Uh, I don't hide nothing. If you try to hide it, then the enemy has something to play with you. So if I say, honey, help me, then the enemy says, I can't bring him down. So she's not only my wife, she's my check. 
She's my balancer. Honey, this is what I've done this week. Help me. Oh, I thought you were the man. Yeah, I am. And she's my woman. man. And I'm her male man. And I honor her by being the best I could be. And she honors me by being the best she could be. We're straight and honest with each other. Now, that same principle should be used between brothers and sisters. Why? Because we're not the enemy. We're brothers and sisters. We got the same daddy. We come from the same source. There's only one. There's only one. Until you come to the revelation of that simple revelation, until it comes to you, and now you're hearing it and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Until it, it, it goes in here and stays in and drums down to your soul, then you're going to say, why am I arguing with my brothers and sisters? Thank you. So what? I can't preach. And he could. Let me support him. Amen. So what? I can't sing. Amen. Let me help out with the equipment. We're a team. And the team is only as good as the person standing next to you. We're a team. Stop blaming that full sucker devil. He's already been condemned. He's just a dog trying to take down as many as he doesn't want to go down alone. But he's going down. He's already been judged. He's waiting for this day of sentence. He's already been judged. Are you want to go with him? No, of course not. And then stop lying to yourself and stop acting the way we're acting. Come on, what kind of message is this? A wake-up message. Wake-up message. Because the enemy has been throwing um, thorns and, and, and specks between us that has this arguing when we should be investing time praising our God, receiving greater revelation, uplifting each other. What are you going through? I'm there with you. Because today she needs it. Tomorrow I may need it. That's why Jesus sent them two by two. So if one gets tired, the other one gets tired. I got you. Come on. Let's go. Let's stand together. Let's be who God called us to be once and for all. Oh, that sounds good, Elder. But you don't understand what I'm going through. Then you didn't hear what I said. Because whatever it is you're going through, you already know the answer to the problem. Whatever disease you have, he is your healer. <laughs> my refrigerator is empty. He is your provider. Nate just finished singing all the songs of all the titles of, of who our God is to us. He is our strength. He is our joy. He is the essence of our life. And it sounds good when we're together dancing. But when you're by yourself and there's no one speaking life into you, only that what comes out that what you've been putting in. So what you put in? Are you putting in the presence? Are you putting in the word? Or are you putting foolishness and thoughts and, and past pains so when you are all by yourself and you get caught, what's naturally going to come up is what you've been meditating on. So the devil never even been in the picture. He just goes like this to you and steps back and you go through your whole convulsion and he says, she's no problem. Let me go for the next one. And then we come Sunday, we're praising God, and I got to give a testimony. I got to give a testimony. What's and I was walking down the block, and I found a 20. Praise Jesus. <laughs> and the Lord used me last week, and I said a word to the brother, and he, look, he's here. And you're like, amazed that God used you. What do you think he sent his son for? 
for you to be available that he may be able to flow through you. That's supposed to be a normal thing. We're supposed to have been bringing visitors all the time. Not visitors. We're supposed to bring victims in and send them out free. That's supposed to be a normal thing to us. Oh, well, they just, they just ain't excited and exciting preaching. You know, you don't got me jumping in shoulder. That's okay. Eat it. Digest it. Put yourself in check. Don't look at the left and the right forward behind you. Look at the person here and says, boy, what's wrong with you? You know this. And I bet you I could put some of you saying I called you up and you'll begin to preach. You begin to preach. Actually, all you should begin to preach because you have enough word in you that you should be able to be squeezed and Holy Ghost should come out. But sometimes a footnote comes out before the Holy Ghost because of what we're meditating on. Oh, what this got to do with your potential? Yes, the devil has his schemes and his traps and he puts caps upon us only because we allow him to. Because I remember in the word in the Bible it says, it is finished. He nailed it to the cross. That means I'm free. We sing it. We jump to the song to it. We get excited. Tears come down. Makers get messed up. Hair get all screwed up. <laughs> Jesus. But is it just a out of flesh feeling? Is it a temporary emotion? Or is it deep and real? See, I'm married. I'm married. If I feel like it or not, I'm married. <laughs> right, baby? It's, it's a done deal. I am married. 28 years now, baby? We're married. That's it. There's nothing I can say that's going to change it. I can wake up today and say, I don't feel like marrying. Yeah, I'm married. <laughs> She's there. I'm married. I'm, it's done deal. <laughs> my marriage relationship and commitment to my wife has nothing to do with how I feel. It is, and that's the wrong with a lot of people. Well, I don't feel they love me now. Well, I don't like the way he talked to me today. He didn't open the door. She didn't cook my food. She cut it out. Marriage is a commitment. And marriage has nothing to do with how I feel. It is a decision and a commitment that I made. Would you marry me? Yes, I am going to give you my all. But I want your all back in return. I don't want to give you my all and you give me 50. I want all of you. And it's not a 50-50. It's 100% giving each side. Her good and bad. It's all mine. I bought the field with the mices on it. It's mine. But I'm the only one placing that field. It's mine. It's mine. No one else. I don't have the right to look at other people's field. I got my own field. This is my field. And I'm committed. And if I don't like something, I, t- I talk to her about it. And how could I help her? To make it better. And that's the best you could get. That's the best I get. That's mines. That is mines. God is telling you, your minds. Your minds. I need to talk to you. You know why? Well, my son paid for that already. My son paid for that one too. Well, by his blood and by his stripes, that sickness has been paid for. Oh, you're not getting it. That depression, he nailed it to the cross. Your minds. No, no, no. You don't get it. You know, that thing that you feel unworthy of it, it's nailed to the cross. My son shed his blood for you. See, he, any excuse he comes, he has the answer. He's eliminating years of lies and depressed 
motion pain that the enemy has been whispering in your eye in your mind once and the mind is awesome because it'll continue to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it you know a certain smell will will, will bring back to memory something that happened 20 years ago a phrase or will you remember a song that you used to sing when we were kids well, every time we begin to achieve, any time we begin to uh, strive, any time we think of a joy, the sense of achieving brings the stench of reminding us that you're not qualified, that you're not good enough, you'll never achieve. But it's time that we change that tune. It's time that we get a spray and slice it and change the odor and, and, and take out the odor of what Jesus Christ has done for you. The, the sweet aroma of his blood has healed me. The sweet aroma of his blood on that cross has delivered me. That's what you have to replace from what it used to be to what it is. Oh, but we know that. That's not you're not excited about it because you know that. Do you know that you could get so... I'm trying to get the right word here. Comfortable disrespectful to the presence of the Lord? That's why the presence of the Lord could be here and Natalie's saying he is here and you've got somebody over here and call themselves Christians and believer. Your king of kings has just walked in. If Jesus Christ would walk in the physical right now, we would all fall. But he comes here in our presence in the spirits, and we're like sitting like, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's not have to lunch. After this, we got to go have lunch. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> we lose respect for the awesome presence of God. The ideal environment that causes the head to become the tail. Oh, the tail becomes the head. Oh, wait a minute. Is it backwards? Yeah. yeah. But sometimes the head becomes the tail. We got to stop. I'm not saying nothing none of you know. Some of you even curse yourselves out. Stop cursing yourself. Begin to bless yourself. Begin to speak life into yourself. That's what I did. I stopped listening what my daddy once said to me. And I changed that station and I put a new station. I started believing myself. I shared it that I went to take the test. Even at sitting down, paper being handed out, turned, the moment I turned, turned the page to begin, the fear and the voices that you know one instantly jumped all over me. And I started to put the pencil down. And I said, no! I can do all things to Christ who serves me. But I had to take a stand. I had to take a stand. Oh, and by the way, I was the only one who got 100 on that test. But I had to take a stand. Check this out. A hundred, and I was disqualifying myself without even taking the test. <laughs> without even taking the test. So it's not so much what you know as much as what you apply. A person can only climb as high as his belief. If you truly believe you're not capable of, then you'll never make it. I don't care how much you pray, how much you quote the word, or how much you're waiting for God to do something. Lord, do it. Lord, move in my behalf. Lord, renew my mind. Lord, heal me. And God says, well, why I sent my son to die on the cross and gave you the authority to proclaim that what you're asking me to do? It's already been done. 
because it's easy for me to ask one to do it for me. I don't have to put on faith. I don't have to believe that I'm capable of. I don't have to believe that I'm qualified. I don't have to believe I'm depending on their ability. And tonight, stop walking with a cane and trusting others to do what God called me to do. I'll never achieve. And we have been walking for years crippled and praising God. And God's going, and the love that he has for us. And he sends better speakers than me. And he sends greater teachers than me. And you guys get excited for a day or two. Some of you is a week or two. And then you go right back. See, it's not information. It's revelation. I told you that I did not change to the information became revelation to me. To then, it was just information. To then, I was trying, we're hoping it would do. Trying to achieve and never accomplishing anything. But when it became revelation, I stopped trying and just started doing. I just went and took the test. I just did what I had to do before I take the test. What was that? Study the material. Some people, uh, we've been in school, Mickey, and people go, oh, we're going to take the test. You study? No, in faith. How you fail? <laughs> you fail? You fail in faith. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So it was funny, but it was a true story. And the Christian brother fell the test because he didn't want to study. And in faith, he thought he was going to pass because he has faith. The funny part about that is, is how we walk our life with God the same way. We do not want to seek him. We do not want to spend time praying. We do not want uh, uh, studying and, and reading his word. But we want the benefits of that by running to another to lay hands on me for I can receive what he invested in. It don't work that way. It don't work that way. If I want to have a harvest from the field, I got to go on the field and work the field. I got to plant the seeds. I got to cultivate the ground. And then in season, the, the fruit will come forth. But once I cultivate this field, plant the seeds of the word of life, cultivate it with the Holy Spirit, then in season, the manifestation will come forth. Wisdom will come forth. Revelation will come forth. And not only that, but lifestyles will change. People will begin to look at you and go, look at Richie. What's different? Holy Ghost. He's not making the same mistakes he was making before. And if he did, he bounced back even faster. Well, it'll take a week, a month. He's bouncing back the same day, the moment he finished doing it. That's what happens to us when we spend time in the Lord. That's what happens when we take faith into actions and not just talk about faith of actions. I could take a couple of you, Mickey, Mickey, come here, Mickey, preach, preach, preach on faith. faith. And she'll give you a point A, B, C, digest in all kinds of ways. Guess what? It's going to be the same thing. If you don't apply it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I never said I was the most fluent speaker. I never said I'm the greatest speaker. I mispronounce most of my words. I get my point across at time, but I'm telling you, and I'm showing you something that you guys don't understand. That if you remember me several years ago, I won't be able to do what I'm doing now. But I started to take the principles and say, wait up. If this is real or it ain't. And if I never done that, I would have never had the job that I have. I'm the boss. 
I walk in when I want to walk in. I walk out when I want to walk out. I tell my staff what I want and what I need to accomplish that day. I lock myself in the office and sometimes I just fall asleep. My job has been so easy lately that I'm forcing myself to go to work. Why? Because my blessing can become a curse to me if I don't apply certain principles. So now my staff sees me. What's, what, what's Ross? Well, because they're checking me. want to see if they can hide. So they're looking for me. And I got the radio and I'm hearing them. And when they come by, they find me. I'm painting a wolf. I don't need to paint. Mike, paint. John, go clean that. I'm keeping myself busy. I'm leading by example. I'm maintaining the blessing that God gave me. And I get a good night's salary. I get a nice salary. Just ask my wife. Okay. My wife gave me the eye. So faith is the avenue that is used to release the potentials that's within you. We spend enough time in this knucklehead. The devil. Faith is the avenue that is used to release the potentials that is in you. Faith. Now what is faith? Faith is standing on the promises of God. Faith is believing what God said is. Period. It's not hoping it might happen. It's not if I continue acting good, it will happen. Faith is knowing that it's not something that I qualify myself. It is something that I'm receiving because my daddy gave it to me. My daddy went to the store and did grocery. Faith, I could walk into my refrigerator and, and take all the ice cream I want because daddy paid for it. Chocolate, ice cream, vanilla, cocoa, whatever I want. Because my daddy provided for me. Faith. If that's the most simplest way I can say, faith is the word of God says I can overcome certain things. Then I'm taking his word and I'm hoping, you know, and jump three times and, and spin one way and see if it happens. Faith is saying he said it done, then it's done. That's what's faith. And that's just, again, when I remember I said about uh, education has crippled us. We have become victims of education. Edu- there's so many books out here, even how to be a Christian. There's even books out here how to do signs and wonders. You jump three times. You bow this way. If you repeat this a certain way. But don't forget, I heard arguments, Mickey. I heard arguments about, no, he, he's baptizing wrong. It's supposed to be in the name of the Son, the Father, the Holy Ghost. He's in the name of Jesus. Who cares? <laughs> but we... We, we, we get caught up in all these books and stuff. It becomes a religion and no longer a relationship. So I love these books and some of them are great. But once you get into 66 books called the Bible, that is going to blow you away. Blow you away. Jesus Christ gave the example when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights. When the, when the enemy came to tempt him, what did he take? Hold up, let me go see what John Maxwell read. No, he's going to say, well, my father says it's written in the book, the word. So that's what we're supposed to use, the word. It's nothing wrong with John Maxwell books and all these other books and one day Mickey's book. It's nothing wrong with all of that. But the source has to be the word of God. The source has to be the word of God. The source has to be the word of God. Everything else is just extra gravy. How much time I got? It's not 6 o'clock yet, baby. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. I didn't stick to my notes, and I did went all over the place. Uh, I got a little emotional uh, sharing. Is that okay? Yeah. Say it again, just in case the pastor hears this. Is that okay? <laughs> so your, your potential releases your destiny. Because as you begin to release, as you begin to release, you begin to trust. You become, you become stronger. You become more confident. Precept by precept. Victory by victory. You begin to overcome the little things. So when after a while you get experienced. When David went against Goliath, he first was practicing under tigers and lions and bears. He says, this nine foot nobody, this morning I just killed the bear. Last week I, I killed the lion. And the week before after that, I killed another animal. You are nothing to my God. See, he was wisdom. First he practices in the field. And then when he came before the enemy, he says, I'm going to let you know, I ain't going to be me. I'm just going to use a little stone. God is going to do the rest. See, he acknowledged that I'm not going to beat you, but he says, he declared, today, the Lord will deliver your head in my hands. Today, my healing is being proclaimed because of what my Lord has done 2,000 years ago. Today, my son will, will, will serve my God because what, what my Lord has done 2,000 years ago. Today, what are you proclaiming today? Are you proclaiming the healing for what your king, the king and lord of the Lord did 2,000 years ago? Or are you still saying, well, I'm hoping one day, maybe. And I got to be honest, a lot of us are still with the hope and maybe. A lot of us are still with the hope and maybe. 